They are the best of the best. The FBI Academy is the toughest boot camp, hardest grad school rolled into one. They're smarter. smarter. Congratulations, you made it in. Let's see if you can survive. They're tougher. Don't move! Keep your hands where I can see them! And one of them will become our nation's greatest threat. Are you telling me you think one of these people is a terrorist? Priyanka Chopra stars in Quantico. Series premieres Sunday, 10, 9 central on ABC. Buzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. After Buzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! just me. Welcome everyone to the League After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. Thank you so much for watching us live if you are watching us live on YouTube or AfterBuzzTV.com. If you're not watching us live on YouTube, thank you still for watching. If you're listening to us on iTunes, thank you so much for listening. Feel free to rate us five stars, SoundCloud, all the above, five stars. Either way, thank you, thank you so much. I know you guys are that are watching are fans of the League, like myself, uh, unfortunately, Myself is just me right now. Uh, obviously, some scheduling issues with my co-host Christina Kaplan, but she'll be back, I'm sure. But uh, I'm here to recap the League season seven, episode three, called "The Blind Spot." Uh, overall thoughts on the episode? I thought it was actually, I thought it was actually really funny. Uh, a lot f- so far out of the three episodes this season, the funniest so far. Uh, nothing taken away from the first two episodes, but. Either way, they were all funny, but this one being the funniest now that the football season has actually started. Obviously, in real time, we're in week two, but, you know, the league, they're on week one. You know, they got some catching up to do, but again, it's all in the in in, in the TV show aspect. Uh, so, obviously, show starts. Group begins at uh, watching college football, making their week one plans. What are they going to do? Are they going to go to Pete's? Are they going to go to... Well, Pete's, you don't really watch football at Pete's. They usually go to... The MacArthur's or Ruxins. Um, but Ruxin's happy because he's going to have the house all to himself because going back to last week, Sophia and baby Jeffrey, which I think it's kind of weird that they're still referring to him as baby Jeffrey when I think he's around six or seven or eight now. But either way, baby Jeffrey just kind of keep going. They're in Puerto Rico because obviously Sophia's dad just had a stroke. So Ruxin is all alone. We've seen in previous episodes of the league in past seasons where Ruxin has a house to himself where he thinks he's going to have the, uh, the house to himself. And then maybe his dad comes in, obviously paid by, played by Jeff Goldblum, and then pretty much takes all the plans away from Ruxin. But in this case, he – I wouldn't say alone because apparently at Casa de Ruxin, a bunch of security cameras are there. So even when he's alone, Sophie is there watching, you know, judging, making sure he's being healthy, making sure there's nobody inappropriate over. Uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, but yeah, so Andre, you know, saying that, you know, he wants to host week one, him and Megan invites Pete over Pete. It looks like he's being a little bit more receptive of it. 
obviously maybe thinking about it well it's a sloppy second so maybe he's a little bit over it so pete agrees you know if you're gonna have week one at you know gathering i'll, I'll come over uh yeah, so it looks like maybe all is well on the Andre Pete land. You know, let me know what you guys think. If you guys are watching it on YouTube, feel free to comment below. Um, but in the meantime, going back to the cameras, Ruxin, it's like he can't do anything right because he's instead of eating chips or he's eating chips, but he's telling Sophie over the phone, maybe they're carrot sticks. I don't know. Same color, Doritos and carrot sticks. I think that depending on how they're cut, maybe they can look the same, but I don't think Sophia's buying it anyways. Uh, of course, we see the whole dynamic, which I love. Whenever they're all together, uh, especially them. I know at times you have Rafi or, or, or Russell come in, and not that it adds on to it or takes off from it, but this is the core group, the the six of them. It was Pete, Jenny, Taco, Ruxin, Andre, Kevin. When it's all them together, that that chemistry that they have with with each other, it's just indescribable. Um, obviously, sometimes you have uh, Rafi come in and just completely – and we, we talk about it all the time where with Rafi, you can write anything for him. It all makes sense. And that's the great thing about Rafi, but at times I guess it does kind of throw up that core off. But again, going back, I do like it when that's that core together because they, their chemistry is just – and a lot of it is just improvising. Yes, the storyline is written out. But a lot of these one-liners that they have, it's all improvised. So I love that aspect of the league. Um, obviously, you'll find out as the episodes go along that we see a lot of um, kind of throwbacks to previous episodes, especially because this is the last season, which I'm still a little upset about. Um, I know. Let me know if you guys are upset as well. I, I don't think it. I don't think the show has ran its course as of yet. I think maybe one or two seasons more, especially since there's only like eleven or twelve episodes per season. But I don't know. Like I said, maybe maybe throughout the maybe throughout this season, you'll kind of see a lot of closure in terms of maybe some characters. I don't know. We're gonna find out. It's only episode three. Uh, I'm sure it's like an eleven episode season. Uh, so next scene over, you have Kevin at his house at the MacArthur's, and he picks up a bra. And initially, he's like, "Oh, um, Jenny, you know this bra bra is sexy. You know you should wear it, et cetera, et cetera." Uh, little does he know that it's actually not her brawl. It's his daughter's, his daughter Ellie's, uh, brawl. Which, by the way, uh, going back to season one, she's obviously, she obviously grows, but she's grown. Like, I remember season one when she, it was so cute the way she said computer. I think she was like, oh, blah, 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 computer or something to that extent, or even like being obsessed with the McGiblet character. Uh, obviously six seasons later, she's, I don't know how old she is, maybe 13 or 14, but it, it's it always kind of cool kind of looking back to season one and now we're on season seven and just like these, while everyone else has stayed the same looking, they all look the same. Obviously, they're all adults, but this little girl is now a grown up or not grown up, but obviously she's grown six years later. And and especially during uh, there aren't that many shows out there that kind of use the same kid. I know Friends, it was two different Bens and, uh, some, obviously some other shows where it's as when they were, when the show started, it's one kid, but then when he's older, it's like, oh, well, what happened to that kid? I think Boy Meets World was another one, um, where they had a youngin and then grows up and it's a completely different person. But no, it's still the same Ellie. Uh, first appearance of Ellie this season. You know, she always makes a few appearances, so it's always fun to see her. Um, so obviously Kevin is a little 
disgusted, I guess you can say. I mean, I don't know how maybe some of you guys would react if you saw one of your kids, you know, undergarments, especially thinking that it was your wife's. And it's not the first time that's happened. I think dating back to season two, you had Kevin uh, finding a Girl Scout uniform, thinking it was Jenny's Halloween costume, but it was obviously Ellie's, uh, which was kind of a flashback to season two. So that's kind of that. Uh, Taco comes in. Of course, the EBDB continues. I think there was last, it was either last season or the season, I think it was two seasons ago, where Mark Cuban bought it. Obviously, Taco had a lot of money because of the Mark Cuban purchase. Um, but I guess he's still heavily involved. He didn't just give it all to Mark Cuban, or as he called it, Mark from Cuba. Uh, but he's still very much so involved, which kind of introduced the EBDB Prime. Obviously, going off on the Amazon Prime. So that kind of like was kind of, I thought it was kind of funny. He brought out, he brings out the big board, talks about how, um, you know, exclusive content, you know, things that you don't really get with the normal EBDB membership, which by the way, I have been trying to register for it, but I guess there's an issue with my email. I don't know. Taco, email me, please. I'm trying to get into the EBDB. It's not that much to be honest with you. Uh, and then I thought the next, ep- the next, uh, scene, which they're, I think they're at the bar again, uh, kind of like a commercial within the show so talking about DraftKings, which obviously has been um we've talked about before pushing DraftKings, which i personally started using uh last week and it really is fun i know i'm not going to get into like a commercial for DraftKings, but uh if you watch the league i don't need to because literally the commercial was within the league episode and you even had pete kind of talking about it um on the show, like, okay, well, I guess we don't really need to go over DraftKings, but I do want to mention uh, a new show on ABC. It's called Quantico, Sunday, September 27th. It's a series premiere of ABC's highly anticipated new drama, Quantico. Quantico is where the FBI trains their top recruits. Over 100,000 young people apply and only 1,200 get in. They are the smartest, strongest, and have the best skills. Now they must live and train together under one roof. But everything changes when a massive terrorist attack strikes in America and the FBI discovers its greatest fear that one of their top recruits from Quantico is a terrorist, which one is behind it all and became a traitor. It really is an edge of your seat drama with twist after twist after twist. Uh, Priyanka Chopra stars in one of the top and one of television's top new shows of the fall. Don't miss the series premiere of Quantico Sunday, 20, uh, Sunday, September 27th. At 10 p.m. 9 Central, only on ABC. So going back to the episode of the League, uh, I like the fact that even though it seemed like a commercial for DraftKings, they did kind of tie it in into the character in terms of if anybody knows DraftKings as opposed to regular season-long fantasy football, which I'm in. And by the way, I won both my leagues this this past week. Hip, hip, hooray. Celebration music, anyone? No? Okay. I'll just clap for myself then. Um, oh, there you go. Yeah, good enough. Um, and obviously DraftKings being a week by week by week, they kind of referred to Pete as the DraftKings of relationships since he seems to have a different girl every single week. Uh, so they kind of started talking about Pete and Andre, see who's going to be happier by the end of the season, um, whether Pete's going to be happy with his DraftKings mentality or if Andre's still going to be happy with Megan. Uh, obviously making comments so they're still together. Um, so that kind of goes that, uh, back at Andre's, uh, they're all kind of hanging out and then it got a little uncomfortable and Andre's, he is kind of known of making, 
I wouldn't say intentional inappropriate comments, more like accidental ones. And he's kind of making these funny hand movements, kind of describing to Ellie, like which can be construed as, you know, as he would say, developing. And that's not what you really want to hear from one of your friends, uh, especially Kevin and Jenny, who obviously are the parents. And and it just and very many times throughout the the, the series, you want to just say, "Oh, shut up, shut up, Andre, please." Like <laughs> it's funny. I mean, don't get me wrong. From a from a viewer aspect, it was really funny. But from being in that scene, it's like, "Oh, Andre, here we go again, another uh, Andre moment." So that was a little funny. Um, next season, next part is actually my favorite part of the episode, where is where Takio has a EBDB, I guess you can say EBDB Prime kiosk and where Kevin comes in and he's talking about how he can't get into his, his, his computer. No, no, that was later, but he's talking and he's saying that he wants to cancel his EBDB Prime membership and tacos like, Oh, you, you need to get your password, but you need to retrieve your password. Um, and of course that whole, that whole banter, if anything, go back and watch it. I've watched it a few times already. I thought it was hilarious. I, I, I love that MacArthur brother aspect of it. Um, especially Taco and it just the way he just is, it, it, he takes everything so seriously in his world. And, and that's probably the best part about that character. Uh, obviously Taco. Um, so that whole banter I thought was funny. Uh, what I thought was equally funny was Ruxin amongst his house, the Casa de Ruxin, and the new security cameras, which Sophia keeps consistently watching, he found a blind spot. And he saw, he found a spot, it was like right behind the couch in front of like the sliding doors where he found a spot where he can just kind of do all the things that he can do without the judgment of his wife. So he can bring, you know, ding-dongs and, and whipped cream, which we'll get into a second. Um, cause going back to Kevin, uh, he's trying to log back into his computer, but he doesn't remember, or no, he, Taco changed the password, you know, because of the whole EBDB thing. And it's funny. And I, I probably can relate to this in terms of if I have something blocked on my, especially at home, I don't know, I'm not married, but it's blocked for a reason. So there are certain things that maybe, and not, not nothing like shady, but in, in the competitive environment of fantasy football, all gloves are off. So if means that my wife can't know my password to see what kind of things I'm planning for my team, then you know what? All's fair in love in fantasy football because that's what it is. There's no, nobody remembers a loser. Everybody remembers who won that season. So I completely get where Kevin's coming from as far as not wanting to share his password. And obviously Jenny being upset, of course, the whole, he's his wife, but hey, like I said, it is what it is. Fantasy football, maybe once that season's over, maybe we can, you know, share the password. But for now, no, 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 no. Things get leaked, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so back to the blind spot. Ruxin has, you know, ding-dongs and whipped cream, and which I think is an amazing combo. And I think I saw some Kettle One vodka there too. But again, he's definitely enjoying being in the blind spot. And again, throwback to season one, I think it was like episode two. With the bounce test, which something that it was early on, and they never really referenced it throughout the later episodes. But going back to season one, I immediately thought to that episode about trying to hide the whole bounce test thing. It's kind of like a alternative for porn. It's not porn, but it's not exactly you know suitable for work either because it's literally a bounce test where 
it's a commercial for a brawl, you know, you get the story. Um, and then he begins to, you know, definitely, uh, you know, Ruxin, let's just say little Ruxin. He definitely uses a whipped cream, which is, I, that's weird, but again, funny. Uh, so then you had Jenny, um, trying to find out the password for Kevin's computer and he goes to Taco. Taco has obviously all the passwords there. And, uh, by the way, I think that this episode was very not suitable for some of the language was not suitable for. So I apologize in advance for maybe someone using some of these words that were used in the episode, but in terms of the episode, it makes sense. So I'm using it not out of choice. I'm using it because of the episode. Uh, but Jenny finds out Kevin's password because Taco has everything logged in. And it turns out that Jenny's, I'm sorry, that Kevin's password was Dick Chicken. Uh, and obviously like we were wondering what the hell was that? And Taco makes a reference like, well, Pete and Kevin used to play it all the time when they were younger kind of like okay that's weird i kind of already knew what it was just based on what he said but i think jenny interpreted it as they played individually we'll get into that in a second uh so obviously now they're watching uh the thursday night game which was officially the beginning of the football season which was steelers versus pats and jenny kind of making references about having julian edelman if anybody knows football maybe you're a fan of the show but maybe for not uh julian edelman he's not the He's a slot receiver, and they just kind of make a lot of comments as in, for fantasy football, you may not want to get the slot receiver, which I personally disagree with. I love slot receivers. It's like they're always like the go-to, and you can never know when they're going to just do big and do do well. So I completely understand why Edelman is her number one choice. But he kind of – they're all arguing on where to have or where to watch week one that following Sunday. Um, you know, Andre and – Andre wants to have it as his place. Uh, Kevin and Jenny want to have it at home because they don't want to find a babysitter. They don't want to have to Uber it, drive home, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so Pete kind of becomes the ref and in, in, in finding that and becoming the ref, he meets a girl named Libby who we kind of, me and Christina mentioned two episodes ago that was played by Ariel Cabell. I think her name is Ariel Cabell. Uh, so that was her first appearance. Don't know if that was just a reoccurring or if that's going to be a reoccurring role. Especially, I don't think it will be based on what they describe Pete as, and that's the draft king of relationships. But so he kind of goes off, but Jenny finds out that Pete and Kevin played dick chicken together. And she was a little disgusted. You know, that was kind of funny when they were asking if either one of them was erect, but then Pete said no, and then Kevin said yes. And obviously that, you know, was a little weird. Um, so fast forward to week one, and uh, Pete is watching it at Kevin's house and Ruxin is watching week one from his blind spot because he wants to I guess you can say tinker with his lineup before he can go to the MacArthur's but obviously he's staying there because you know you can't get rid of his blind spot or he doesn't want to leave the blind spot um, but apparently when they were watching at the MacArthur's the the direct TV feed went out and it turns out that can- oh, Taco canceled the direct TV feed because the EBDB should be their number one priority as far as content goes. And when they did that, Taco kind of played a DVD and it was a video literally about Taco making tacos. And there was one specific part of this video where I was like, well, are we really going to find out something? Because Taco starts talking and he's saying, by the way, you'd be thinking I'm making tacos because that's my name. But it turns out that's not my name. 
Taco was actually not my real name. My real name is Cut to the Next Thing, which I was like, come on, man. I, I've been waiting for Taco to re- re- reveal his real name. I'm hoping that they do at some point. I know that other shows have had that with, you know, Entourage um, and obviously Turtle. He kind of mentioned his real name, uh, maybe like season six or something. I know uh, Mrs. Ari Gold mentioned her real name. It kind of reminds me of that one episode of The Simpsons as well, where they always talk about where Springfield is. And there's always that one clip or one picture of like somebody pointing to the map and then someone else blocking where the where the Springfield actually what state actually Springfield is in, um, which people said like Missouri. But I don't know. That's a great thing about it is like you may never know. And that might be something that we don't find out at all in the series. That just maybe like what's in the briefcase kind of Pulp Fiction, you know, I don't know. I personally, if I had a choice, eh, I'd keep him. I'd keep him taco. I, I think it's one of those great things, uh, whether we don't know what his real name is, very it's Pat ish kind of thing. If anybody's ever watched that horrible movie. Um, so now that the TV's out, they all go to Ruxin's and Ruxin is. You know, has the no company from no, no, no people over to his house. Uh, so obviously Ruxin had them stand in the blind spot, which obviously nobody can, Sophia can't see that, uh, the family or the friends are there. Um, so she keeps checking and she's with this fam, she's with her family and obviously Sophia's family doesn't approve. She just says that, uh, you know, he's not one of us, uh, cause obviously she's Latin, he's Jewish, uh, you know, I guess that was probably for a weird wedding. Uh, and eventually Andre comes over very Ruxin, very like, dude, respect the blind spot, respect the blind spot. And then amongst the conversation in that blind spot, uh, Kevin and Pete start arguing over who won in, you know, dick chicken. And they keep saying who won. And then, you know what? Fine. Let's settle it right now. And in one of the, I guess you can say, mm, Moments that I didn't think I'd ever have to watch. Obviously, they didn't show anything, but obviously they start playing gay chicken and they're very descriptive about it. Um, all, and all in the meantime, you can see, obviously you can't play gay chicken in that blind spot. So they start dick chicken. Um, and so they kind of get in the living room. Sophia freaks out. Uh, and the family freaks out that they're watch, that they're seeing, you know, guys's, you know, penises and, and what, I, mean, I thought it was hilarious, but horrible imagery, horrible visual as far as like uh, Ruxin kind of going like, oh, there's helmets, a helmet contact. And I thought probably maybe even the line of the night where Ruxin has always mentioned being a germaphobe that he is, how everything is forever unclean. Jenny busting out the Kevin MacArthur's forever unclean. And that's how the episode ended. And I was like, OK, that was that I didn't really maybe need that last part, but it definitely made into a funny, very, very funny episode of The League. Uh, season 7, episode 3, The Blind Spot. Uh, but in the meantime, let's get into some predictions for next week's episode of The League. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. By the way, uh, I don't know if anybody's noticed, but this, this is a new setup. We are in a new building. We moved. We just moved. This is the first episode of The League in the new building, in the new studio. So I'm excited to be here. I think they call this the Ninja Turtles room because it, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of get it. I think maybe it needs to be more green but uh, or maybe some pizza. But I think that next week we're going to see like a none of these stories kind of continuing. I think that Sophia 
isn't going to be there, but I think that storyline kind of maybe postponed. I don't think she's going to be back, uh, maybe like for another few episodes. I think this episode was Megan less. So I think we're going to see Megan back in the fold next week. She's, I think she's going to be a staple. I'm kind of curious if, uh, Ariel Cabell is going to be back on. Uh, did, I think the impression that I got was she was going to do a couple episodes here and there. So that kind of is weird or whether it's, that's going to happen or not. But yeah, let's, we're going to find out who won week one. Uh, obviously we're going to see a lot of smack talking between all the characters. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Usually I cut to the other people to plug their Twitter accounts, but it's just me. But in the meantime, you can follow me from the, oh, you can follow me while I do my road to 400 Twitter followers revolution at ghermoza, that's G-H-E-R-M-O-Z-A. If you're watching on YouTube, the Twitter handle should be right there. If you're listening to us on iTunes, you can follow me at ghermoza, at ghermoza on Twitter and on Instagram as the road of the 400 followers continues. But in the meantime, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. If you're watching us live, thank you, thank you so much. Uh, you guys are awesome. Even if you're not watching live, you guys are all awesome. Uh, feel free to watch me next week. I'll be covering The League. I'll be covering UFC. I'll be covering Total Divas. Just watch all the other shows on AfterBuzz TV. But in the meantime, thank you so much for watching The League After Show on AfterBuzz TV. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.